0: it's one of those days just got to get organized again yeah yeah the lord lets the land lie fallow and then guess what okay this is what i'm looking at right now greetings one and all greetings in the name of the most high this is your host Zeph daniel to talk about all kinds of things i've been on a little bit of a sojourn the last two years now we're getting this all organized. The reboot of the Zeph report. Continuing a legacy that goes back about 20 years. Now, let's say, uh, in some people's mind, a legacy, and other people, of course, a, you know, a comedic. Who knows what people think? Horrific, comedic, sad, happy. still here thanks to the most high god I'm still here false prophet I'm still here you false prophet prophets plural in other words guessers necromancers Anyway, so whoever found this uh, congratulations. I didn't give any announcement about anything, but here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. I think I got my groove on here. Here's what's happening. I'm watching the sunrise, and there's this cloud bank to the right at my big windows. And I'm looking at this, uh, the sun's gonna come up to the left. And in that big cloud bank, lightning is going off. The, the dawn is coming in as light over here on the left. Then over there, it's this dark clouds with lightning all over the place. And uh, it's, uh, it's just going off, Trish, the lightning in that cloud bank right there and then here the sun's coming up it is not even planet earth anymore it is beyond cosmic we have escaped and we're not coming back God's going to do something like that folks escape and not come back the people that will remain the world The Earth Dwellers The Pseudo-Scientists The Mommy Abuser (laughs) Okay, so looks like someone's found us. Tricia's Manning the chat room and we're just thrilled that uh, I worked on this thing for a long time. It, it was really, you know, difficult. Okay, let's go. All right. So basically, uh, I had this every port in year one underneath Z Media Worldwide. So the link for this show, the Zephyr Report, which is the first out of the two, and I've been able to, you know, in testing out, move things from year one into the Zephyr Report for like the last six months or so. But it just, uh, you know, it just didn't seem logical to have both there. And it was, you know, we were expand aware for a while when uh, YouTube was taking down all my stuff and they took everything down. (laughs) And I was just, they I'm kind of weird, though. They didn't ban me. I still have a channel, but they took all the content down. And I don't, I, I dare not put, I might launch one of these up there, see what will happen. But it's not the best platform. We're also launching on, um, as you can see on the right of the page, you'll see a dozen or so places where you can hear uh, the Zephyr report and it's all hooked up, and then I have it, uh, so that it's on SoundCloud, because it was, SoundCloud, I, I paid for that as a music site, mainly, and I haven't been really, you know, I've been unable to really focus on music for, you know, even though I've, I love it, I love getting into it, but I've just been really busy with, uh, you know, Crazed House, and, um, and the two films that we've, uh, produced, and, um, you know, organizing that. And then, you know, the Zephyr Report, of course, you know, kind of took a, went, kind of went to the wayside for a while, but it became Expand and, expand and Aware? Expand, Expand Aware. And that was like my music name too for a while. And then, um, and uh, it, you know, just, it kind of, you know, but at the same time, I wasn't really doing much with it. You know, it was there. And we did podcasts under year one which is, um, we can't keep that title because there's a million year ones out there. I go- Google it, you'll see, you know, we don't come up. There's like a million year ones. The ZAF report, we still come up, even though we, what's that? I did not know that. Didn't know what? That there was a million year ones. There's a whole bunch of year ones, yeah. And uh, the ZAF report's still embedded in the Google system, so it's, you know, kind of reviving it. But it's going to take a while this is a uh, day day 1 I guess of a new journey. And it's 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 really um paralleling my own integration because I still have uh missing time. And I'm sorry. You know, I'm not perfect. I still have um You know, I've tried to integrate by by doing I guess you know, God told me to go make, you know, films to reintegrate my my memory from that time period, which apparently is a lot of it is very, apparently my memories from that time period are very, uh, spotty at best. And I, I apologize. I I noticed that when I was talking to Larry Wade Carroll, our, (laughs) our very hardworking director, you know, uh, artistic genius. And I'm talking to him, uh, about a film that I had written and directed uh, called Angel's Tide. And, no, I mean, I didn't even remember. I had no memory of writing and directing. It was kind of vague. I felt like I did something, but it wasn't finished. I remember the, that my daughter Francesca was in it, and we thought about, you know, maybe trying to finish it. Then I find out, when I go to IMDb, and I, I, uh, my name started getting integrated with Woody Keith, so it was like Woody Keith and Zeff, and now Zeff kind of has taken over, and I'm, I know, I know, if you're like a shrink, you're going to have a field day listening to this, right? But so I don't talk like this, because, you know what I mean? If you're a shrink, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, multiplicity on steroids, <laughs> if you talk to me, um, but, I mean, I, you know, but the processor in my brain is really fast, you know, so, I mean, that's all, you know, good to go, So I didn't, I know this is embarrassing, but I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, I mean, this is what you, you know, what you pay me for. You know, this is the, uh, this is the kind of show you're not going to get. It's not going to change the world. It's not going to, um, you know, be a Joe Rogan popularity, you know, contest winner. It's not going to compete with, you know, an Alex Jones or some of the other um, people that are talking about, um, the, the, you know, New World Order, you know, or, you know, Peak Orwell and, you know, about the invasion and, and the loss, you know, the collapse of the United States and things like that. I mean, we do some of that. You know, we do some of that. Our interest is, as always, it's going to be human trafficking and modern day slavery, wherever it's going on. The biggest, of course, center now is, no, it's not Lahore, you know, Pakistan, where our friends are from, Violent John it's right here at the texas border the mexico border arizona border and california border with mexico is the uh the hot spot in the world today for trafficking for child sex trafficking children uh that are never seen or heard from again so they, they you know they end up dying of course and it's uh you know we've we've done a you know i've been talking about how that Goes on in elite circles, you know, they, no one believed me. I got kicked off uh, from the Art Bell show uh, after one episode. Um, he, some of you have it, you pass it around for amusement, but it, a, lot, a lot of people thought I was treated with no dignity and, you know, just treated like some kind of moron. So I, I'm sorry, you know what I mean? I couldn't be as great as the late, great pedophile Art Bell. <laughs> but he got mad at something. you know what I mean? I mean? I'm like, I represent something that threatens him. Or threatened him apparently, and uh, you know I don't. You know I, I mean the world is the world. I mean I'm not going to sit there and you know go off on that. But I mean I did. He did tell his producer, at least at the time, Lisa Lyon, at the radio station, uh, to never have me back again. Even though I've been on, I was on because I wrote a book called Lamb, which is a Christian novel, and the only one I've written, the only thing I've ever written that's actually Christian. And, um, it got, not only did it got slammed, it got, uh, got us kicked out of a church, which was good, because there was some lesbian activity in there, I think, at some point, in a, in a pool, I, I believe. And was that what the, was that the, uh, inciting, uh, crime where I had to be kicked out of a church because there were characters having an amorous, uh, attraction to each other? Okay. Well, anyway, um, I don't like Christians that just scold people, you know what I mean? I mean, I follow Jesus, but I mean, they, they just, they sit there all day behind their monitor screen scolding people. They've scolded me a lot. They've just, you know, they've done more character assassination on me than anybody in, uh, that, that, uh, you know, objected to my finding Jesus in Hollywood. After that, you know, I was about dead, you know, and, uh, the Lord brought me back to life, but I was tested. I mean, I had, You know, they wanted to kill me. I mean, they felt like I was a traitor or something. You know what I mean? it's just like, well, I I was just trying to breathe and survive. God helped me, but you guys all abandoned me. So what am I supposed to do? Die? Yeah, that would make us all feel better. Well, you're not anything to respect. I don't respect you. And you don't respect me. So there... I know the way you wanted it. You wanted me to respect you, but you not to respect me. I understand you love that kind of thing, you Satanists. But you're not going to get it. And that was the whole thing, the whole thing of L.A. And the whole price I had to pay with the gang stalking, which was the most epic you have ever seen. Be, it's even beyond. I know people talk about neuro trans, neuro, uh, neuro pro, neuro, remote neural programming and all that stuff. I mean, we were way beyond all that. We were way beyond all that when I was like eighteen, and yeah, they were they were using us for uh, to do you know, to take targets and uh, you know basically uh, kill people. Well, the reason why why was I in the program is because I was not one of them because one of them can't do it. You see, you can see psychically if you're a Satanist. I can already tell you're getting interested in this. There's already a difference. You can see psychically if you're a Satanist, but you can't do things like target. That's why, you know, I mean, if you've ever read about the uh, psychic uh, warfare uh, programs, you know, there's always children involved. Well, there's other, yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they use children not just for sex or to kill them, but there's also this uh, remote uh, viewer thing, but it's not really remote viewing. It's really warfare. Anyway, they they recruit um kids and um you know and but the best is teenagers that are like lambs or whatever. And some of you can attest to this. And, and they make it so you can't remember what you were doing, you know what I mean? If you step out of line they try to kill you by putting a suppository up your ass. And uh they have you in usually in a psychiatric institution and that's where they use you. That's where a lot of the program would go on and you know, in LA it was all under the auspices of one Louis Julian West, who was in charge of uh, lots of, I guess about 500 psychiatrists at UCLA at the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, neuro- what was it called, NPI, Neuropsychiatric Institute or something. And uh, it's a very strange world, you know, and they assigned how many of us back then were in the Truman Show? Uh, probably, you know, a, an awful lot were in the Truman Show, and that's where your program, where all your friends, every experience you have is exactly a like Truman. All the people that are paid to be there, that are in your life, to to act like a verisimilitude of your existence, like you would have friends, so you'd have a wife, you'd have a maybe a house, you'd have a place to go to work, you know. But all of it was prearranged and then studied and monitored. I'd say that would be about the worst form of some kind of stalking as one could even imagine. Oh, it gets even, you know, deeper. Then they try to kill you, and then, of course, they have assassins. And, uh, you know, they have these assassins at the ready. In in my case, it was the teacher at at, uh, this college that was connected to L.A. through music, composing movies, and who knew someone that, you know, and they were able to set up a, a... they had to get, you know, it was an embarrassment at that point. They had to they had to get rid of me because I was squawking about all this stuff. You know what I mean? I was blathering about all this stuff. I was You know what I mean? Because I wasn't in their thing. And so I was like, you know, they had to silence uh, me. So they used uh, LSD and uh, phenobarbital. LSD to get me all confused and messed up and then phenobarbital for the uh, hit. And it was pharmaceutical. It came, you know, it was pharmacy- you know, those jars that come from the pharmacy that they use to fill prescriptions. You can't get a hold of that if you're a street guy. You know what I mean? That's like an official thing. So, uh, you know, Ed, it's funny, I wound up meeting the guy. He didn't know that I knew it was him who, who was uh, to carry out the hit. He did it by uh, collaborating with students that were his, kind of his, brood, in his brood. Every teacher collects students, you know, that become part of their their gang you know and this was their uh so he had a couple like that that he would send in uh, but he was the one pulling the strings um i'll never forget it it's so bizarre that you know it's so over the top of a story it's so bizarre it's beyond making it up i mean it's so bizarre that, that see i people marveled when there was the election where where biden you know didn't win the election, but it was overwhelming that he won, you know, but 81,000 million votes or whatever. Uh, back then, you know, this, this connection to L.A. and how they organized the hit on me, it took many people were involved. But it ran like a smooth machine, how they get rid of kids. You know, usually they, they don't land them in the mental hospital, you know, for not conforming to the uh, criminal cabal. What they do is usually just off them, you know, or, or preferably get them to commit suicide, you know. Um, and and so to cover up any kind of blathering about things they shouldn't know or talk about or, you know, to keep keep the lid on the secret of society. Another irony was when I was writing the... Uh, I've told people this story. of writing the, 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 the screenplays. I went... I had was in the real estate business for a while in my late 20s, and then I had panic attacks. Well, of course, because I was pretending I was being handled in this. You know what I mean? That Of course I felt awful. And then I started having panic attacks, and I couldn't work because I couldn't drive a car down the street. I had a couple of nice cars, a Range Rover, a Porsche, a, a house, a wife, a strange from day one. But anyway... So I could drive down at night. It seemed I could drive. You know, it was hard. It was hard. I would go down the 101 freeway to Hollywood. I remember. I wouldn't take the side street. I wouldn't take Sunset. I go the I go the 101. Right. I will get down to. Uh, did I get off at Culver? I think, or uh, I took it to like the maybe to Highland, and then from there I go down to Hollywood, and I you know, make my turn or whatever, connect, kind of a seedy area. Uh, You know, and it was kind of a a ramshackle place, the Hollywood Scriptwriting Institute, but it was, you know, a legit place. I remember the woman's name who who ran the school named Donna Lee. She was a really nice person and wrote a book about screenwriting. She always had a little caricature of herself, you know, as a writer. It's pretty funny, but uh, she would, in her book, she had like several top movies. They were like Academy Award winning movies. And what she would do is, so you'd be reading along, but you'd see, she'd break down, you know, these classic, you know, couple of Westerns. And so she'd break them down and show why structurally they worked. We also had, uh, we also studied, uh, you know, Chinatown. And, you know, uh, back in that day, you know, I I was uh, studying the script, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So they're going to do that again because I liked the screenwriter. It wasn't, you know, today I wouldn't be that interested in the movie because it's very surfacy, you know what I mean? But then I was in this life that, you know, I was participating in this life where I, I don't know, I thought I was like a human being, but I guess I wasn't. So, you know, nobody told me that so anyway uh there are no no seriously not you're not a human being if you're not allowed to live you know i mean it it's you know you're not a human being if if you have fake people around you giving you feedback that this is your reality you know and i I'm not talking about living a sheltered existence in you know in 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 a in a so called privileged family, which is a joke too uh we all wound up dead and they they didn't have you know. They didn't have what, they, uh, what a lot of their friends had because I think what happened is they, they just got, they were all cursed. You know, and because uh, they were doing bad things. But they were seen as pillars of society. <laughs> just, and they wanted to put a hit on me. And they did several times. And, and the Lord had me survive each time. I don't think there's any any more intense stalking of a person than if you're stalking them or getting to know them because at some point you're going to kill them. You know what I mean? And it's you're playing a long game. I think that's uh the worst form of stalking there is because the whole end game is it you know is in front. Okay, um So anyway, you know, so there was a like a missing time thing for me with Angel Tide. It was um, a real simple drama about a woman who uh, was dying and she was trying to reconcile with her father and death was closing in and she only had so much time to do it and the, the whole thing was driving her nuts so she sort of acted out with, you know, stealing stuff and sex and drinking and drunkenness and, you know, just whatever because of... Uh, yeah, unable to cope with uh you know what was happening. And then eventually it comes together, you know. They uh but do you remember uh, Angel Tide Trish? Yes. You know that I had kind of forgotten it, right? Because when I looked in uh, the IMDB it says it was released. And I said, I don't remember releasing anything like that. It, it, was, it even had a it even had a somebody stole it. It wasn't released. Someone stole it. So it was like in Canada, and I saw Brazil. Yeah, Can't, got a pretty good rating. Well, yeah, it was a good, it's a good. It's a good movie, but I, you know, I, I, I didn't like the sound mix. Right. So I didn't pursue it any further. I went to made another one, and then that, you know, got slammed. And so I was. Got stolen too. They <laughs> got I got stolen too. That's right. I had a bad track record. I like both. Well, my mind has been able to go back and look at this stuff because I blotted it out, and I would tell poor. I was talking about Larry Wade Carroll, who has directed these last two movies and done a brilliant job of it. And and um, you know, he didn't direct. I he, I direct my own way. He directs his way. I just haven't been up to uh, you know the task of if I if I were maybe you know in a little better shape or something, I would probably. I would take it on if I knew I could do it. If I if I was doubtful that I could finish, you know what I mean, something like a feature film, I wouldn't, you know, take it on. And, you know, if I felt it wasn't for me, I wouldn't take it on. It, You know, a lot of people just thought I was doing, a, you know, that I had this, it was like a hobby. And I'm like, no, I, I actually, you know, I couldn't go f- forward any further. You know, I was intending to make film after film and, and, and then things got messed up. And, you know, the doors were shut. And, you know, as soon as I, uh, as the Lord gave me life, as soon as I really accepted, you know, that I really poured my heart out to the Lord, I just said, you know, I'm the biggest fuck up there is in the world. I should have an abomination. I shouldn't even be alive. And then, then I got the education of a lifetime of everything going on you know, all all the uh, spiritual warfare of demons and angels, you know, the entire thing was like a complete prophetic, a soaking in the prophetic job, and that's what he wanted me to do, and I was just prophesying all over the place and talking to people about their past and about who they are. I met angels in the human flesh. It was a really wild time, but uh, that was, and after that, after going through that experience, even if I didn't say anything, the persecution was off the hook. In other words, that was... That that's where the, you know. Before that, I was like handled and you know patted on the head. I suppose being just a you know a uh, you know a, some kind of retard. But but then after Jesus, that's when the real warfare began. Again, you know, not just trying to kill you at eighteen, you know, to, to get you out of the way, embarrassment. A social embarrassment. I mean, we can't have that sort of thing around here. You know, it's such an embarrassment. We have such a lovely world. You know, yeah, I, I I fully understand this shit that's going on, and uh, that's the problem. Because I don't recommend people join up with Satan just to you know because you think you're going to have an easy time. You're not. You end up cursing your family, you curse your children. Is that what you want to do? Curse your children. I've had to bear the brunt of the curse of my family all these years, and believe me, it's no fun. The blessings outweigh the curses, though, but the curses are there. Generational curses, yeah. So if you want to curse your children, go ahead and hang out with Satan because you're going to get you know, your Academy Award or your whatever, you're going to think you have some plaque on the wall. But let me tell you something, you're going to destroy your line you know, destroy your reason for breathing and you won't even be there. You won't even remember who you are anymore. I've tried to warn people. They don't listen. So I'm not warning now. That's just what I used to say. But anyway, um so and I find it there and it has like a rating and it's got, you know, like, you know, dozens of people that have weighed in on it and no no comments. Uh, it has no pictures, you know, it's got, uh, but now that I straightened my name, you know, that Zeph was Woody and, you know, and, and faced up to that whole thing of having to escape LA and all that, I, now, well, there was a good reason to be afraid because they were, you know, they were, they were, they were looking for blood at that point. What was the offense? The offense is, uh, having, uh you know, was accepting Jesus as, as, and that they saw as a betrayal against them who were, you know, tried to bring me along into nirvana. And uh, so, so we had to escape. So anyway, so then, you know, that was left there. And again, the sound mix is not, well, I found, you know, what I found here, I found a print of it a good one, a good thirty five millimeter print, and that's what we had. I also found that they screened it a can without my knowledge. you know the cannes film market and in two you know two prestigious hotels, all these hotels have a little screening rooms and stuff, so I mean they've screened it there and what's that what something is. Okay, so this is Yeah. A coyote was right here. Well they got through the fence. It got through the fence then. Where is there a breach? Is it up top? Okay, so we have coyote in you know in the yard, so there's a breach somewhere. Well well we have a you know, uh, people that maintain the fence and you know, it's seventeen acres of fence, so it's you know Anyway So be that as it may, you know, with all these, um, you know, just terrible things that uh, from the past, it was, as I integrate it, you know what I mean, I I have this idea that I'm going to go ahead and restore these, you know, restore them, I'm going to, you know, make them anew, you know what I mean, with uh, some help from my friends, and, uh, you know, be able to uh, put it into the uh, Cranes House Library, as a kind of a legacy you know, after I'm gone, you know, and just in case, you know, someone wants to, you know. And both of these films uh, have uh, Trish as a star. So I figured that, you know, that alone should be interesting enough, you know, right? Yeah, she did a heck of a job and it deserved to be seen. It's not her fault that uh, the technical things went wrong and people stole it. It's not her fault, you know what I mean, that uh, she didn't get her chance to shine. It's the fault of these Fucking, you know, gang stalking asshole Satanists, and that's what they are. Every I have never met anyone that actually gang stalked anyone that was not a full card carrying Satanist. And so, since L.A. is filled with them, and since DC, Washington D.C. is filled with them, and the world is filled with them, you you have the uh, you know the rate of people who are say proud to be an American because they hate America and they hate the Bible, hate God, whatever, down to thirty six percent hate america and you know i know what it is they hate you know what i mean right because what does america kind of stand for in a sense it's not god and country it was like they were all these guys were masons yes but they're all praying you know they're praying people and uh, bible you know believing people and they wanted to build something out and they had to revolt against the king king george and uh, you know it uh it represents obviously a struggle or people wanting to be free of that uh that kind of tyranny of you know being especially being overtaxed to the point where they couldn't even make a living because the, the, the crown wanted you know everything in taxes it's very similar to what goes on here today the the you know the uh i don't really relate to america because it's 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 such a clown show that at this point i you know i i definitely stand for principles that america has of freedom and and uh you know, the ability for someone to work hard and, and have a good work ethic and be able to make something of themselves. But the people running, you know, media and, and the government and especially Hollywood, that shy comes run Hollywood. So they have minders out there. You know, this is what I do know actually from before, but now it's a lot worse. If you put out a film, let's say, because that's the most powerful medium, and, and they're watching, and if it has ideas in it that might break the programming, like, say, Girl Next, they go nuts, they swarm You know, some people will get it, but I mean, others just don't understand. If you talk about programming like that and human trafficking, like our film does, uh, you're going to attract these guys and they're just, they're online and anything that has any ideas in it that may be threatening. And, you know, because I've watched their movies. I've seen when a movie gets like a half star and I watch it and go, this is a good, what happened there? They got to crush it because it didn't go through the proper channels. You know, and so there's you know what they really want now is no independent, no independent thought, no independent film, no independent you know publishing, no independent anything you know they can go ahead and publish and all that stuff that's fine, but make sure that the areas of influence are cut off that means you know social media cut off uh give it zero stars, you know slam it, put it down, whatever, and it's all it's it's mainly uh what they're looking for are. Independent ideas, independent thought, things that will lead to deprogramming. Like you know, if you were to say do a film about, uh, it's real easy today to, to to tell you how you you could get like really slammed. If you were to put a film out there today about how bad the vaccines are, like say you put a drama together about someone, this couple there, and she went to have a vaccine and it destroyed her life, and husband couldn't stand it. It's, you know, just a drama how it ruined their family. Okay. And and it just starts, let's say the jab was the inciting incident, right? Every movie has an inciting incident, the thing that kicks it off, okay? So, so she gets the jab, uh, loses the baby, right? Uh, you know, uh, creates prions in the brain or whatever, starts to get early dementia, body falling apart. And they start talking about these... Spike proteins as the uh, culprit. I can guarantee you, if you did a movie like that, I I could write the script for you right now, and it'd be very accurate, be very dramatic, and it'd be a story people would want to follow. And they go, "Oh God, that's awful! What happened to that family? You know, and that one surviving kid, and it's just just terrible that." Everywhere she went, you know, to get some kind of help, no one would believe her. And finally, they finally assigned a psychiatrist to her because she, they, they wanted to discredit her so that her story wouldn't get out. So the public would keep taking the jabs that are killing them because it's a eugenics program. I mean, if, if you, if you, if you even got close to something like that, they would slam the shit out of you. Not only that, would they destroy it on, you know, all the outlets. But well, they'd follow you. You'd be on a list. And they'd follow you on social media, and they're just waiting for you to say something out of line so they can come round you up. Oh, yes. You would be in trouble for the rest of your life. Like me. <laughs> if you... um even introduce a subject like what happens in human trafficking how 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 people are are use trauma-based mind control techniques to take people off the street make them compliant sex lives they have to split them right they do it through trauma right they use starvation they can kill people in front of them they can do all kinds of things so if you were to um you know talk about any of that stuff in connection, you know, trauma-based mind control, and connect it with um, abductions uh, for human trafficking and connect those two, they will, you you know, that's uh, that's right there is going to be an offense because, you know, the chi would never approve anything like that unless they could control it. If it led to deprogramming of people, then there's a problem. Now, all you people that know what's going on, you know, you love it. You love the subject. You love what we did with the movie and all that. But people that feel threatened, you know what they'll say is, like, "Oh, it's so boring. I couldn't handle. It. I had to turn it off." You know, things like that. And um, that's just because they're they're programmed to, to 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 resist losing their programming. In other words, they have something in their life that works where they can go get the piece of cheese you know, in the little labyrinth. They know if they go here, they go there, they get the cheese. And so breaking the programming feels like you're taking food away from them, to them, to anyone who's programmed. A lot of people think they're not programmed, think they're with it, think they're, they're really aware and they're really awake. And there's still programming there. I know, because I was like, that happened to me too. There's still programming. After you figure the big programming thing out, you still have layers of programming. We all do. You have layers of program. One of them will be to reject anything that challenges that program. So, or any kind of story like the Chinese released the Wuhan virus or, you know, right? The people that are doing stories like that are doing documentaries in conservative or patriotic type circles. They're not allowed to interact with the world. Because the world's very harsh when it comes to deprogramming. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to see a trauma-based mind control of women. They say, oh, it's abuse of women. No, it's programming. It's, you know, uh, yes, people get killed. Yes, they take drugs. Yes, they give drugs. Yes, they have experimental. Yes, the CIA spies on them. And, and, and NSA. Yes, they, they, uh, none of these brothels. The brothels also serve as, uh, as laboratories. For experimental drugs, and uh, also they're all uh, surveilled and spied upon, you know, as a matter of course by the ever-growing NSA. Why do they? Are they so interested? Because they're very interested. A lot of a lot of the porno, like Pornhub and all that, is connected to the same people, CIA, NSA, all that. It's all, you know, so it's a portal. If you want to talk to the CIA or the NSA, just open up a Pornhub channel, and there they are. They'll be watching you. Because that's because the, if you know if you want to see something really interesting, you type uh, Pornhub uh, hypnosis, Pornhub hypnosis, say BSDM hypnosis, or you know I don't know cuckold hypnosis or something like that, and you will get um, y- you know actually really professional you know actual mind control hypnosis uh, designed to turn men into um, sissies or whatever you know what I mean to. To demasculate men is what a big part of the program is, and that's that's a big part of the business there, and that's all run by the that's all run by scientists. People don't realize it's you know a few guys. No, it's a multi billion dollar industry. You know the human trafficking industry is multi billion, but human programming is multi billion too because everyone's behind all the governments of the world are behind human programming through television and movies. And music, and it had got something to say about the, I've uh, uh, been watching a few bands lately. I've been watching this very interesting metal band called, I mean, I guess my favorite metal guy, just, you know, even though I, I, there's like a sense, there's like an oil and water thing with me, with him personally, would be Devin Townsend, I think, probably the mo- because he's such a producer and his, his, his tracks are so layered and I don't know how he does that. I want to find out. He's giving a little class on it now, but I mean, he had uh, his latest uh, couple of videos are just outstanding, and uh, so he's he's really a pretty good. But I mean, other than that, you know, I don't really you know you you see that they they throw in your face, you know, the retro Johnny Depp, and so Johnny Depp and uh, Jeff back together. I thought that was pretty cool. Johnny Depp sings great. I mean, he's like you know could have been all that, but it's. It's it's it just feels like all these shows, all these bands, all this music. It you know it's it's probably better executed now than it ever has been, probably better played now than it ever has been, better mixed now than it ever has been. But I just don't care. I'm trying to care. The only kind of real music that I care about is what I'm writing, and I there's music that propels me, but it's so dark you know, like, you know, uh, black metal and things like that because it's melodic. I like the melodic, you know, the theatrical when you're dealing with um, really dark subjects, you know. And uh, uh, there's a, you know, group out there, a label out there that deals with mainly black metal. And it's very, uh, you know, and I guess Devin Townsend kind of borders on it. He borders on it, you know, but it's not quite, but he borders and then I'm seeing other, you know, other bands like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Five figure Death Punch, I think, because of the technical prowess they have and the, the power that sort of reminded me of a Metallica too, only more a innov- lot more innovative. Um, and they're talking about, they had a track called Jekyll and Hyde about how everyone has a demon in them, you know, Mr. Hyde, right? Doctor, J- Doctor Jekyll was the good, yeah, Miss, yeah, but everyone's got that uh, that opposite. I'm not sure that's really. I you could call that a demon, but they say that everybody has a demon inside, so it's almost like they're giving themselves to the dark side. Say, well, why fight it? But it's a, it's actually a, um, you know, these are two forces. There's that dark, you know. You say you have a shadow of yourself. Some people say it's a demon that that you know acts up as naughty as angry, is, you know, is, is violent, whatever, and then this genteel side, you know, Dr. Jekyll, where you have the, you're very, um, you know, you're very, uh, uh, you, you know, cooperative, co- congenial, um, you know, polite, and, and seem to really have a, a great uh, uh, command of social graces and, you know, and, and just, you know, making other people feel good rather than you know, being a narcissist, which is so rampant in our society. Now, I mean, it's totally rampant with kids. I mean, it's like wall to oh, wall. That's what killed my daughter, the narcissism she had was off the charts. The poor thing, she couldn't help it. She couldn't help it. It was like just a syndrome. And when you keep thinking about yourself over and over, what happens is you go, mental, mental health goes. Your mental health goes which is what happened to her. I mean, her mental health went and, uh, you know, and meaning she was unable to, uh, you know, to socialize, to, 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 you know, break bread with people, to, to really interact. She became isolated. Anyway, I've heard all this music and I've surveyed all this stuff and I see they're trying to reboot Fast and Furious and it has, like, an audience rating of about, you know, a C, and, um, and and yet it's the biggest moneymaker there is. Well, there's a reason for that because when you're programmed, even if you don't like it, you'll go see it. <laughs> you know, and if, and if you see content that's not programmed, you might get really angry with it want to throw something at the TV or at the screen. You know what I mean? Because it's different. It's, you know, it's messing with your program. And so you want to kill it. We all do that. that's just part of it. And then eventually that thing that you hated... I've seen people do this with this zephyr report where they just want to kill me. They hate me. They hate this. And then they become like your best friend later on when they realize, you know, it's 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 really not about me, but I'm here to, to you know, to help other people to, um, you know, get beyond this really horrific, uh, you might just call it a on you depression of the world. You know, the world is also divided into, like, winners and losers, you know. And the losers are always, you know, paying the bill for the winners. And the losers have the winner's, you know, shoe on their head kind of thing. So they get mad at the winners. And there's this conflict. And then the governments try to exploit that into, like, haves and have-nots and, 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 you know, race and and all these different things. It's embarrassing that people take the bait. I'm embarrassed for the kids because we never took the bait like that. We all had Marxist professors because you know, Satan runs the world. So the greatest exponent of Satanism is Marxism. That's the, the greatest, most concise, uh, you know, just to give you an example, when uh, you know Christians were locked up in Romania, the Marxists would have mock rituals of Holy Communion where they make them drink, you know, piss and eat feces, you know, to traumatize, you know, to, it, they're all about it. I mean, it's all about Jesus, to take Jesus' way—that's the whole point of it. You know, that's the whole point of every everything they do has to do with 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 Jesus. Everything, every anyone does has to do with Jesus. Everything the world has ever been involved in is Jesus-oriented. Even if they well, Jesus wasn't here. No, no, right. You don't need a guy named Jesus here for it to be about Jesus. Uh, let's say truth versus lie. Then would that make you feel okay? Truth, truth v. lie. Everything is about truth versus lie. Everything from the beginning of time, the beginning of human, has been light versus dark, good versus lie. Cain versus Abel. Right? A lot of times you see the first son hit the wall. The second son is the beloved. And then, you know, in the case of, uh, you, you know, uh, the uh, Cain, you know, the uh, the... The second son kills the first son and takes, you know, and and you know, then Cain's part was like achieving the, uh, uh, you know, having a mark, the mark of Cain. I'm surprised there are not more movies about this. The mark of Cain, right? The idea of being protected, to be able to rule over the entire earth. The, the children of Cain. To rule over the entire earth, every institution you know, on earth, controlled by Satan, the dragon, the devil, whatever you want to call it. The big nod, nod, wink, wink secret is the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call it. And um, I talked to somebody about, you know, sitting and doing nothing, you know, as you get to be an older person, are those people that sit, they do nothing, they... They get dementia, they wig out, they get senile, whatever. They just, people get tired of taking care of them, they mistreat them, and it's an awful, awful, awful road, right? Versus the idea of just not retiring, you know, just keeping busy because, you know, being in motion is just what we're meant to do, right? So you know not to sit there and let yourself atrophy. You know, that's a choice. The, the, our, government would love you to take that approach and stop working, stop doing anything, you know, stop and not take too much advantage of the system either. They don't want you you know, they'd love it if they could cut Medicare or they could, uh, you know, cut social security and, you know, keep it for themselves. They got their eye on that. If they could only just kill everybody off with COVID, remember they are killing the old people off with COVID. Well, that's because they're greedy money grubbers. The head of that, uh, that mafia is Nancy Pelosi. She is... Always been numero she's always been a uh, mafia. Always. That is a mafia family. I I know people don't they shrug their shoulders. you know you think you voted for her? <laughs> Nobody ever voted for her. People hate her. They hate they hate people of privilege that want to look down on the little people like her. I don't like people that take, uh, you know, the whole black thing, you know, the whole woke thing, all that is being done by racists. The racists hate black people, right? That's, you know, that's what we call racism in the past. They enslaved black people in the past. And now those very same people, those very same families are promoting the woke culture and the, the, uh, you know, the critical race theory. But this is coming from racists. And the biggest racist is China. And they're behind the critical race theory the most. Don't you guys get it that, you know, this whole thing, every single where you look, every single person you meet, every single interaction you have, every single thing that happens to your life on this earth is not just pre-planned, but it's all about this. That's all it is. If someone's being nice to you, they're trying to get your confidence for something. And if you happen to be, you know, resisting the devil, then it will be getting your confidence to convince you to join them and, and, uh, you know, and take it easy, the eagles will tell you. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy because they know that the first thing that goes when you resist the devil is you sound nuts. You sound like a schizophrenic. You hear voices. You see things. They're coming after you. Persecution complex. Paranoia all those things increase you don't know who to trust where to turn and in 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 that torture because no one will talk to you you become mentally ill technically and then off you go no bother on them no need about uh, worrying about the secret that person's not whatever they say whatever they try to spill the beans people will just laugh at them <laughs> and there they go ruination their life in ruination. Kind of like my life when I was 18. It was already in, you know, at that, by that age, complete ruination, completely ruined forever. See, if you know ahead of time that everything is about this, I don't care what religion it is, you know, uh, you know, Rajneeshism, any kind of Hinduism, but, you know, Catholicism, you know, Christianity, uh, evangelicalism, all this stuff, it's all about, it's none of it's about religion, none of it's about really even Jesus. It's all about this bondage and control by the forces of earth. Earth, 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 earth the whole earth is consumed and subsumed with this one, one, one issue. There is nothing else going on. And you know what? I've said the same thing since 2002, 20 years of the Zeph Report. Now we have kind of a reboot going on. But I will just tell you this. I mean, so I, I kind of feel like I've gone back in time today. Right? This kind of feels like some of the podcasts back in the in the day, right? Well, it's because I'm integrating the past with the present now. It's, I think I have to get, you know, have to get everything at peace and it integrated memories back, you know, get it all kind of, well, I didn't, because I didn't do any of that. I didn't destroy my memories. I didn't destroy my mind. I didn't destroy my life. I didn't do it. But I have a right to try to piece it back together, even though, you know, it's like a guy that gets hit by a train. I mean, he didn't do it, but he's got to heal. You know, he has got to be able to walk around again if he can. Or you're sent over to, to fight in Afghanistan and you get your legs blown off and it no one's saying you have to grow new legs, but you got to figure out a way to cope with your situation and acknowledge what happened. No, it doesn't help when they find out the war was all bogus, it all had to do with poppies, you know, and all had to do with corruption. The whole thing is corrupt. But once you understand that, that the whole thing is corrupt, you understand that every war is corrupt. There are no just wars out there, unless you're fighting on the homeland for your own existence or something. That that's. That's a definitely a a, a, a a good war. Right? A good war would be one that is based on truth. That there's an invading, there are invaders trying to take away your country. Well, you know what that's what's happening right here, but I don't see anybody fighting in a war. Yeah, you know, the war is, I guess, intellectual, it's uh verbiage, it's uh the other side is trying to whip up uh you know race war that hasn't really worked quickly enough for them that's more gonna be heading more into the class war as uh they try to take everything with taxes confiscatory taxes people are just sitting there complacently letting these people just destroy them uh but you know there should be a war in america in the sense that uh The the, the, the people seeking to overthrow it, you know, the Chinese, the European Union, all these kind of entities that are all going collectivist and also depopulation and also, you know, eugenics and the whole program, Um, you know, they don't want uh, nation states. It's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean, this is, to me, this is, you know, what they should be teaching in school is about what nation states are and... Uh, what the Constitution is, what what legal rights you have as a citizen. Things instead of having all these kids complaining about everything, you know, and they're they're in a place so much better than the rest of the world. You know, I mean, even still today, after they've you know they've they've you know they've been you know kidnapping kids off the border, doing the human trafficking. I mean, that's terrible, terrible to have on our conscience. But anyway, you know, that's uh, that's uh, you know Pelosi and yeah. You know, Basically, I guess, you know, the Democratic Party today is basically there to be uh, lawless and not just lawless, but uh, they tried to run this January. I'll tell you the truth about January 6th. January 6th was um, basically quarterbacked by the FBI. Like they quarterback all this stuff. You know, they try to set up a false flag and try to invite people into the Capitol so they can then, you know, eventually have a big. And then have you know have agent provocateurs there who will break windows and be disruptive, and so they can then blame it. You know, so they can take seventy million you know million people. They can take half the country, let's say, and lock them all up. Well, that is a coup d'état. That is a act of war. That is not that that you know what what uh, Christopher Ray and uh, Pelosi and the rest of them did You're using Trump as a scapegoat, of course. Uh, and you know blaming him for this you know insurrection there was no insurrection the, all the video shows the only people being violent were the uh dc police and you know and people that tried to whip up and foment they, they tried to whip up a uh some kind of you know burn the Reichstag uh down to go uh, round these people up and it, they're still in jail it's disgusting i feel ashamed to even be around this i wish i could just move to you know portugal or something I, it's awful and then to have them lie to people every day and then have people around me believe it. You know, I mean, I, there's no relief. I don't know. I don't engage in conversation with people because they lie. You know, uh, most people lie. I, they they say that, uh, you know, Biden won the election fair and square and that everyone should shut up and January 6th was awful. These Trump people need to be rounded up and put in internment camps and other things so we could be Americans again. You had that guy, Keith Olbermann screaming and yelling uh at at uh i think it was bin laden's niece that um you know is, is a it turns out to be a patriot <laughs> and she she's from switzerland and she lives here back and forth i guess <clears throat> and i heard her speak and she was very 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 eloquent she's a uh very highly you know like a phd like a brainiac type you know intellectual and she writes you know as most intellectuals do and um she uh you know is 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 baffled by how many people accept the january sixth narrative when there's no evidence to support not one shred of evidence to support their narrative that how far programmed or gone do these people have to be do these masses of people have to be are they lying or are they actually gone you know mentally gone and I'd say it's probably part of each you know I'd say it's probably part of each I mean you know once they're mentally gone they never come back right they just go feeble in the end and you know they get old and that's the end of them well why should they you know once you allow yourself to be that far gone we do trauma-based programming to give you a good example was uh, the uh, the cold temperatures in, in Texas nobody had any heat a lot of people died it was a very, very uh, tough thing, but it also freaked a lot of people out, you know, I mean, in a in a, in a you know mental way, uh, in a damaging mental way that, you know, it's just, it, it's kind of like broke the programming for a minute that, you know, you the, the, the government here is predatory against the people. Yeah, because they want a different system. They don't want a nation state called America. The government of the United States wants to overthrow it and they want to use the FBI, CIA, to do what they do best and, you know, to create unrest and, you know, and create lawlessness and un- and overthrow the country. That's what they, that's their, that, right? That's their calling card. How that got to be, uh, who knows? Satan runs the world. I guess that's how it got to be, right? Never, never underestimate what it means in the book of Matthew when when, when Satan offers Jesus all the, uh, you know, basically all the kingdoms of the earth will bow down to Jesus if he will bow down to Satan. That, you know, gives away a little bit of the power of Satan. It's everything in the world. You know, he thinks he owns. It's not forever. It's it, When that system changes, the physics will change as well. And you're not a limited human being. I mean, you are, you are like a billion suns. You know, you are... You are a uh, like a star. You're not really what you think you are, but I mean that's a whole other subject. We'll we'll take that up too. It's good to realize who you who you really are and start identifying with you as an eternal, uh, you know, creature that is you know a form of a bipedal form now, but also other forms. To to know that you could be a you know the tabernacle of the Most High. So where's the temple? Just point to yourself. You are the temple for God to occupy, which is why he made you. You no longer need light or heat. What does that mean? You no longer need technology. You no longer need any of these external things that light up or have a wheel or a a, a grinding gear or something. You don't need any of that. It's all, it's, you know, you are, you are, you need nothing else. That is, I guarantee, your destiny. Unless, of course, you go against the most high God, which you have the free will to do. Uh, Agape love of unconditional love means free will equals free will. You don't give free will to, you know, creatures have instincts, yes, but, uh, you know, free will is based on self-reflecting thought, consciousness. No free will, no love. Now, what someone decides to do, if someone chooses Satan in the form of conformity to the group or Satan, since the group worships Satan in their own little secret way, uh, he or she has used their free will to make a decision in the valley of death, where we are now. And they've decided to go with, you know, the lie. And they've initiated themselves into it through their own self-corruption by using their free will to do so. Therefore, out of pure unconditional love, they're allowed to do it and they go with the consequences or whatever that will be, will be. And that's the end of it. Okay, Now, when people, you know, conform, and then they get mad. I, You know, I had no joy, you made me. You know, they start with that. It's like, Yes, well you can repent, from what I understand, that uh, the Lord is there to heal the sinner. And yes, to embrace a lie would be a sin, because that would encompass all the other sins in one fell swoop. And so yes, I need to be rescued if so the Lord rescues. But what they do for for counter-programming is to get them mad at people who didn't take the jab, I mean, didn't conform, I mean, didn't bow down. Ha! And and they then, go you know, want to wipe out those people because once they're wiped out, it'll just be us chickens here and everything's going to be peaches and cream now. We're going to have a good world finally. <laughs> once they're gone, then, then it's going to be okay. It's finally going to be okay. Please let us kill them all. Oh, make no mistake. He's coming for you. You, how dare you, you prideful, arrogant piece of shit. How dare you, in the face of the whole world, decide to use your free will for God. My goodness, what's wrong with you? Don't you know you're putting a knife in the back of all of us and that's why we have to persecute you? You mean it's a knife that you have to remember that you were made by the Most High God and that you have a free will choice, but one choice is wrong and one choice is right and because of that you don't like that, you want to put a knife in the back of anybody who is free of that conundrum that you're in? Yes! And will you finally be happy? Yes! I we will. I, mean, I know in Cuba they're happy somewhere, or in Venezuela somewhere. And they were happy in Russia before they knew how to make a car. And they seem awfully happy in China, and they're going to have Olympics, and it's going to be grand. Oh. <laughs> oh well, anyway. So th- the main thing. Is that, you know, and people say, well, what do you worship the Father? I worship, I worship the Father. I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. That's what I do. But I mean, it's all the same thing to me. But I use a little differentiation just because it's familiar. But I can tell you this God has never let me down. You know, but, I, uh, but see, I not only acknowledge Jesus, but then I also know Jesus as, uh, the, 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 as the Lamb. Which also means I am, which also means God. You know what I mean? It's all part of the same thing, but I know that we divide it up to. But let me just put it this way I'm not praying to, you know, God, you know, Yahweh, you know, in the name of Zeph or in the name of no one. No! I will pray in the name of Jesus because that's what I have been instructed to do uh, that I I must acknowledge that I must go through the Sun and out and that I'm changed into an eternal being but no Sun no change. You got to beat the Sun. you got to beat Saturn. Well we'll be talking about that you know the people of Saturn you know it's again, life is harsh until you join the people of Saturn. And then all of a sudden, everything blossoms wonderfully beyond your wildest dreams. You know, come join us, won't you? Yes. Well, you know, it just all depends. If you have, you know, tremendous gifts. I have tremendous gifts of, um, what do you want to call it, clairvoyance. That's how I've stayed a lot of people. How do you you know, that's, well, that's how I've done it. I mean, it's been the the key. But, I mean, when you start figuring out what they want to do with you, you use clairvoyance to do it, and you're going, my God, would they do that? Oh, yeah, man, look, they take children off, off the border. And some of them ship them to their houses. To, and they keep them in, you know, cages in their houses. I mean, these people are insane, and they kill them, and they, you know, they... They have a whole network. It's a whole world you don't know anything about. But, you know, it's it's the thing that runs the world, you know, the children. It will be also the undoing of the world. Like, they wonder, well, how can we get back on track? Well, the 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 only way to get back on track is to repent, is to, to earnestly seek God. And how whatever that means to you. I mean as long as you're turning away from the world, turning to God and saying, please help me, understand. Because, I mean, the Lord had, uh, made me understand Jesus perfectly. Jesus is a, uh, is, uh, you know, the whole thing of Jesus is not to be understood as some guy that was there at the beginning. It's 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 understanding this, this complex physics we have. And uh, only God can show you, you can't verbalize it, really. I mean, you could maybe write it out in numbers. But, I mean, only God can really inform us that way you know what i mean and then then you know then you know you're right they you go well what a horrible treatment well yes but i you know people that follow the lord get that kind of treatment you know all the time it's 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 you know how you overcome that how you uh you take that uh, persecution and then still move forward and that's how you win you want to win that's how you do it how can you you know people that have a really strong faith are able to do that they're able to win because they go on faith not on sight not on logic, but on faith. That's what we have to do to win. That's the only thing that's going to make you win. When it's down and you're feeling troubled and awful, and you know you you want to run and retreat to what's easy, what's been offered, be their slave. They'll pay your bills, whatever. You know it's it's not going to give you the uh, suck up to them. They, go, dude. The sucking up I mean that might work for a little while, but I mean you know you are who you are, they are who they are you are this and they are that, you are apple, they are orange you know what I mean it's just there's nothing you can do about that that's just that's just you the bane of life for you that is our bane of life we 're not all one not at all we're very very com we're in a very complex system here. And we're not all the same. Many of us are the same in one regard, and many of them are the same in another regard. You know, of kind of a overall world view guard, you know, regard. But I mean, no one's really completely the same. You know, God made individuals with unique gifts and talents and and things that could help. But it's only in, with the receipt of Jesus in your you know, mind, soul, heart. Don't feel good about something, you go into prayer, you know, rather than hashing out something that can't be hashed out. You know, you you, you dedicate yourself. I have tried to... Uh... <laughs> I've tried to run from. I guess this this whole thing that was that was a, like a plague. Everything you tried to do, everything you saw, everything you touched, everything, everyone you met, will be the same reflection back to you. and um the 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 contest here is really you know who can overcome this and remain intact and survive and go with the Lord you know in the end and to to him goes a crown of glory, well, you know, yes, I mean, yes, it is about overcoming this world, but don't worry, I have overcome the world, says jesus so so it with your faith in him. You have as well. I think that's probably a, a good way to put it. Because he has overcome the world, rejoice, for so have you through him overcome the world. So there's no need to change, to adapt, to conform, to be like, to mirror back, to try to, you know, to try to try to, to make it work out because you're a nice guy. Being a nice guy to them, they're not nice guys. Number one, they're not nice. They're not nice. You understand that, Trish? They're not nice, right? And if you if you walk with them for a while, you know, when you least expect it. And you're gonna to have to take those daggers out of your back because that's what this, what's gonna happen, you know. Because if they're seen with you, then they get in trouble. Big problem. They don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to stand with Jesus. They don't want to be any part of it. So they side up with the others on the other side to give you shit, i.e., to let you know before they really do something awful. I am not one of you, and i thank you for accepting me. But I'm I'm going to turn on you. I'm going to be a traitor. So I better get out of here now. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, please don't go. No, I was lying to you. I I don't believe, and I don't want and i don't desire to be like you and to be on this path of invisible invisible grace and invisible you know blessings and you go i want a miracle today and i look i don't see any miracle you're you're just high on your lies and said well no it really happened i really did survive you so okay goodbye Thank you for not killing me. I hope you don't get in trouble with your peeps. Why don't they t- t- teach this in church? Wouldn't this be nice to get this straightened out when you're like, you know, a, a kid? Wouldn't it be nice to get get, a, get an overview of the situation? Get a, How about this? An orientation to earth by Zeph. You know, going through all the steps of you know trying to get employment, uh, going to school, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know what relationship with mother and father, relationship with friends, having a girlfriend, having a boyfriend. We could go through the whole thing. Orientation to Satan's Earth, and it's all his for now, for a time, and not forever. He ain't the creator. He does not oppose God. There is no Satan versus God. Nowhere is that happening. He is a cre- creation of God and is under the control of God. You got a problem with Satan, go to God. You got a problem with anything, go to God. And now, you know, probably it'd be a great idea for me to shut up. But you see, there's nothing that's important like that. I mean, you know, it's like, you know they're gonna slam your movie because you're just not a you know you're not down with Satan and all. Satan is having fun at the cool kids table. So I like, <laughs> said, "I am the cool kids table, you idiot." It's not cool to conform to society and to multinational corporate fascist corporations that intend to force everybody into some you know low IQ robot kind of mentality and they'll tell you what you'll do with your life they'll tell you where to live they'll tell you you know uh whether you can have kids or not they'll tell you what to do uh, they'll tell you uh you know no thinking outside of the box that's what they're afraid of now in Hollywood that's what you you complain that Fast and Furious is a stupid movie. Well, yeah, of course it is. Because they're not allowed to get into ideas and into morals and ethics. Like, you know, they can't do patriotism anymore. Because that's white supremacy, right? That's racism. The only people that are fomenting the racism is just one person. And, you know... The biggest racist on earth it's it's a toss up uh I guess the biggest anti-gay people will be the Muslims, right throwing them off buildings and you know and then the Chinese are totally th- there, and yet they have LGBTq running things in America now, you know, especially child education, Oh Chi, you know I wonder where that's going, Of course, you know where it's going. That, that, that the ineffable, the, the ultimate goal of LGBTQ is the P on the end and make it legal and make it a nation. What they don't understand is they don't need... I see these writers try to write LGBTQ because they're queer. So they go, oh, I got to write the LGBTQ. I do got to be said. I said, just write the fucking story, man. You got gay people in there, straight people, murderers, peacemakers, preachers, drunks. Write the story. For God's sake, stop this. This is queer cinema. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, dumbass. Stop it. It's cinema. Learn to write a screenplay. You have all kinds of people. And if you want to have... So a guy said, well, how's this for a theme? Uh, you know, these guys get together and they try to adopt a kid. To, or how, how do you put it? These guys get together, but, you know, because people are still backwards, they're not being accepted in their relationship or something, and they have a kid. So I said, I said here, let me spice it up for you. Okay, so this married guy, you know, falls in love with this dude, and they're together, and they're having their little life and all that, but eventually, to spice it up, they invite the wife in, and they have a reunion. Now they got to... <laughs> three-way going and i think i think i got kicked out of the course i think i got kicked out for that no seriously they want to like be in the lgbtq late i'm like cinema for everybody it's not lgbtq or black now they got this like black cinema right they push on on netflix black cinema lgbtq queer cinema it's just cinema african-american is just about native american it's just american you know, you shouldn't be prejudiced against anybody. Skin color, income, how about old age, huh? I get, I have a situation I go into, I start talking, nobody listens because of age. When do you get, when do you younger ones get to that point, you won't even believe it. Total, total, uh, you know, uh, non-acceptance. Total intolerance. Or you know you you get your kids and they look at you like you're the reason the country is so ra- you're racist, mom and dad. You know we had a little subversion of that in Girl Next, where the character Lorian, goes when she's in a dream sequence, she's dreaming and she goes, "I think my parents were racist, but I don't think that anymore." You see that next line, "I don't think that anymore." You see that's the uh, that's the, the see that's the undergird of called that's called subversive cinema where they say it, but I don't think that anymore. Well, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say they're racist. Not, I don't think that anymore. Why are you saying that for? Well, because that unties the power of the racists. The racists are pushing, you know, all the LGBTQ and all the, you know, Black Lives Matter and critical race theory and all the rest of it, but only has one purpose divide and conquer, and it's not even being done by the same groups that that uh, are, are leaders in it. It's not being done by, say, the Black Caucus or something like that. For It's being done by the Marxists. And so they're, and then they're being told what to do by the Bill Gateses, who are white people. So they're the racists. You know, the Planned Parenthood organization was there to get rid of black people. That was the whole point. And Bill Gates has inherited that. And Klaus Schwab is also a racist. Why can't you guys figure that out yet? I, how come you, America, why can't you figure out who the real racists are? They're eugenicists. They're, they want to get rid of the black race. Why can't you figure that out? We would have, if it weren't for them, there'd be a, you know a lot higher percentage of blacks in America. What did you think about that? Who's the biggest racist publicly against black people? Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Okay, Two people that made the the biggest, most amazing public statements. Amazing racist statements. Hillary is saying they need to be brought to heel. That should make every black person in America outraged. She's a racist, as many Democrats are. And yet it's the statue of Lincoln they want to pull down. What is this? And I'll tell you what it is, it makes perfect sense if you're coming from Europe as Antifa, you know, from from, you know, from uh, uh uh you know, where where that's basically where Antifa comes from, from Europe. maybe it's Poland or you know one of these whatever it is. Basically they're all white. You know, their their thing is they want um Enforced socialism everywhere. That means nobody has any freedom of thought. Right? So, you know, we put out this thing, you know, this Girl Max has got a lot of freedom and a lot of free thought in it. And I'll tell you, it's uh, ruffling feathers. And, you know, it's got great, great reviews. It's got, you know, people hate it, people love it. It's totally controversial. And uh, I predict it's going to be like society was, where it was just... We were banned in America. I don't know if you know that. We were actually hated so much we were banned. Because it had something to do with, you know, the class system, right? The way things work. And um, went to England, as I've said before many times. The the, the prescient uh, producers put it in the uh, theater there in the West End London. Became a big hit. Now all the critics raved about it. The next thing you know, it goes from one star... To like you know four and a half out of five. So I, I bought a DVD of it, a, a special edition of it, since I, I had something to do with it, right? So I should buy a. And this company, this great company, is in the UK. The UK is really the distributor society now. I don't know. Brian, the director, he owns he owns the rights here, but I think he licensed it to Arrow. Arrow, uh, the Arrow Company, and they um, put out a uh, two set. A, a uh, they put out a uh, uh, a Blu-ray and a regular DVD package with new artwork that's spectacular. But wherever you go, whatever you look, you know, you'll see it. It has been held in good regard. It wasn't that way on day one. They they could they said, they almost tried to get us, in tr- they were saying things like, you know, whoever wrote that, and whoever directed that, whoever produced that, you should never make another film again. So I'm used to that sort of thing. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to we're gonna keep pushing the envelope. There's no way we're going to compromise at this point. We have... Um, no, because I don't want to be part of the, you know, of cinema that, like, they put together a B-thriller. You watch it, you're mildly amused, and then you go to sleep, and then you forget about it, you never regard it again. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to shake it up. If I'm going to do it, so I feel like God wanted me to do these films, and I... I had no interest in it, but I I decided to follow the Lord's lead. Just, okay, you know. And what it all had to do with me is it had me, it was all about integrating, you know, my personality, being able to integrate with the past. I guess that's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, if you were like a patient or something. So it was that, it was the act of doing that that I had to start looking at, uh, you know, at, at what happened back there, you know. And, uh, it's not settled yet I, I had a big gap I was telling Larry I never got this out I was, okay here we are a third time on this thread telling Larry about it, you know Angel Tide that I wanted him to help me you know because he, had, he really, uh, I had a really I had a rough cut not a rough cut I had a cut but I not great sound and I it was on old VHS tape and I showed it to him and he broke down weeping, I mean, like a baby, it was just, he just, wow, I'm like, really, he goes, it's great, I want to help you restore it, you know, to, I say, yeah, no one's, you know, it's never, you know, it never got finished, blah, blah, I told him all that, and then, and then I saw the IMDB page of it, I was, when did, you know, I said, Larry, I'm sorry, I I don't have any recollection of this, I mean, you must think I'm, really nuts, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, this is weird, yeah, you know what I mean, that all has to be stitched back together, and I, I was with Trish back at that time, but uh, I don't know what happened, I guess it was traumatizing that it wasn't finished to my satisfaction, I don't know how it got out and it got stolen, but I guess it did, well, they've always stolen Girl Next now, you know, they've. if you look on the torrent sites, it's all over the place on, like, 70 torrents or something. I went to one because I saw there was, like, a really bad review there. Not bad. It was, like, 6 out of 10. The guy was just saying that he doesn't like all the, you know, trauma against women, and he's very sensitive. And You know, that's fine. That's cool. As long as he watches it, that's all. He loved the ending, he said, so I'm, I'm, I'm with that. So I followed him over. To, like, he was hanging around on this torrent, and then I saw there were like you know the first thing I saw and this is gonna you know I barely have you know you know a five or six seven people buying the DVD hardly anyone buys DVDs or like paying three ninety nine over at uh, I think you get it for three ninety nine at Amazon Prime which is a great deal I mean that's a you know great for watching a movie but I go over to this torrent and there's like seventy five downloads it hasn't even been a, you know when I looked at it, it hadn't even been a week seventy five downloads. You add the others to it. It's like seventy-five here, one hundred fifty there, two hundred there. That would be our. That would be the the money we would need to recoup. I mean, the, they, they took it away from us. They stole it. And I, I said to Larry, I said, you know, look at these torrents. I mean, what can you do about it? He said, you know, nothing. You can do about it. Just gotta make the best deal you could make up front, and that's it. That's you know, you. And I'm like, how does anyone make any money? Well, it's all. This is a good question. This is a good question. 75 downloads on one Torrent. I forget the name of it. And, uh, you know, these are all people that they go get a VPN, right, to cover their identity, and then they they download away. Uh, That's 75 downloads, uh, by the way. uh, Just let's say it's 100 downloads, you know. And so that would be like, uh, you know, uh, you know, what well, would that be like around four grand or something? It would be like uh, let's say it's four dollars of a download for to watch it stream on Amazon, they give you a whole month to watch it. You know, or you know, 399s would be 399, you know, hundred. So that would be a you know, that's a good chunk of change. Multiply that by all these other sites, and you you could see, you know, probably a couple hundred grand right there down the drain you know, money that was really needed by the filmmakers. Now, gone. And we, we don't even, we, all our fees were deferred, so mine, Larry's, it was all deferred. So we can't get paid because of this. Isn't that awful? Don't you think that's unfair? Why would anyone even make a film under those conditions? And, you know, then they also have the reviews over there and all the other stuff, you know, the cast and pictures. And they got the whole thing, whole website, you know, that they do this with every movie. Everybody movie. It has its own website, cast characters, the critiques, the, you know, articles. Uh, you go there, you think you're on a legit website. And then they say, before you download it, make sure you turn on your VPN. Right? That hides your IP. You know, when when it's safe, you're fine. So they go ahead and pirate it. They steal it. And so the filmmakers get shafted. The, The distributor doesn't get shafted. They get their money up front. The territories they distribute to. Filmmakers are supposed to get their money up front. Everyone says, wait in the back end. Well, the back end, you know, if you don't get those downloads, then you're not going to be able to cover your your expenses. So, therefore, there's never profit on the back end to distribute to anybody. Same thing with society. I saw it on about, you know, I don't know, there are thousands of, of downloads for society. I mean, it's just it's sick how much money has been taken away from the filmmakers there. And uh, because now you're going back 30, 33, 4, 5 years now, 35 years. It was that long since... Uh, can you believe they're still talking about these movies? Well, this company Arrow releases them. They re-release them in this DVD. They do new artwork. They have comic books. They have all kinds of things. And, um, you know, they really get it. So, you know... And, and the newest thing I can tell you is that we have a, you know, we're probably going to have a theatrical in Spain for Girl and Max. I know that doesn't help you, but it's because we have Hispanic, um, you know, culture going on in the movie, right? From a couple of the characters. We're one of them really from Argentina is helping us to qualify for that. And so I think that's going to be really great. Uh, and they'll probably really, uh, you know, get it too. <laughs> I know, we're in the United States trying to, you know, having, having a, a film that some people, well, that's a thinking man. film. So, no, it's not, it's just a movie. You can go on the ride or don't. But I mean, if it's not for you, it's, no big, it's not my fault. It definitely is for some people, definitely not for everybody. The next one is more for everybody, but it's also aimed specifically at a, uh, like the sci-fi horror kind of audience who's going to really, you know, love this more of a crowd pleaser, but they, they both go together. One is a sequel of the other, so they both deal with the same subject, only they deepen it, and it gets kind of, kind of to another level. But I guarantee, you, obviously, if you're like me after the next one, Quantum Devil, which you guys are going to love, uh, you're going to be begging for more. You know, you're going to want the next installment called The Voice. You're going to want it, but that's a much more expensive movie to do because we're going to be outside. There's going to be cars and things moving around, and that means money, right? So we need, you know, people to back us up, and that can, it can only happen at the first uh, two films, you know, uh, of, if they want to be part of the quartet. You know what I mean? The quartet. And the, what I think we should do is we should have the quartet of films, you uh, we should have those uh housed like in the same, you know, place hopefully the same distributor, or the same, you know, partners that will come on to be part of this quartet situation. And then I can just imagine downstream, you know, for the for the audiences, you know, think about horror, sci-fi, they last, right? And then they, they come out with a new DVD of it, a new new artwork, a new stuff. This will be the perfect for for part situation. Where they could do that and really, you know, have even uh, well, you, you know, the I know human trafficking is a very popular subject, but it happens to be the number one issue. In the, at 6.0, yeah, that's no, okay. It happens to be that I, I'd be uh, yeah I'd be you know on the QT on that one because um, that you know that attracts you know more. Uh, yeah, it's a battle. But uh, you would have four films, and they would all, you know, you'd be able to watch all four of them, and then we wind up with Dragon Island, which is the uh, ultimate. I know it has evil surfers in it, that might be, but there's also good surfers, but there's also evil. It has to do with the ocean, dragon, military industrial complex, and who's going to run the quantum realm, and, and what some of the properties are. Like, let me give you one thing from my own imagination. Uh, a plane flies into the dragon's mouth and then and then disappears into these different portals. It's like a portal. It's not like the guts of a dragon. Just little things like that that, you know, are occurring to us and hopefully a lot more will. Here's another one. There are these creatures called the seal men. And they heal. They're like, kind of like aliens and they, they can heal you. They can take your broken body and make it perfect. And they don't say anything, but they have, like, a seal head and seal features, but they're they're bipedal. You know, and they float around in the air, too, you know. Well, they're actually making their debut, you know, not maybe that level of them, because there are different aspects of them. There could be really advanced seal men, or, you know, are they a hybrid? We don't know. We don't know. That's never been answered. But they do make an appearance in the Quantum Devil, and the seal men are freaked out by humans who actually see them. They're supposed to be kept out of sight. Well, is that a quantum creature? Is that some kind of, I mean, how did the aliens get to be that? Were they hybrids? Did they clone them from, like, insects and humans and different things? And that's why they are alien i i don't you know that's those are good questions i see when i go into one of these projects i don't go in there with knowing all the answers i go in there to find out stuff just like when you go to watch a movie you go to watch this quartet you're going to go on to the next one after girl next you're going to go to the next one because you want to find out where does this mind control programming go and how does this interact with you know now there's something to do with the supernatural realm too so how is that working what's gang stalking have to do with all that how does that tie in See, I am interested in those questions too. And then after the movie's over, you're still going to have questions. And I mean, maybe the thing to do is get together with your friend and go out, have a coffee or have a beer and talk it over and, and wonder about it. And just uh, maybe become a fan of these movies that ask you, that are thinking outside the box, like us. A lot more people would do it if we, you know, if we don't get... They're watching us like a guinea pig. They say, well, when you get crushed... You have to be much more, you know, I've got another friend, a producer. He produces tons of movies. I mean, you know, this was, he's like, he never, I don't even know what the number is now, but tons of them. And, uh, you know, they're never, you know, they're never really controversial. They don't really challenge the status quo. They don't really have anything to say. It's just that, you know, they, you know, one, you know, could be a, like a situation is dangerous or could be a crime movie it could be a you know just but it's falling into that b level stuff and i'm like yeah well i understand that you know being a working producer you've got to keep working you know and and the best way to keep working is not ruffle the feathers but if you're in the arts at all and you're not ruffling feathers what are you doing i guess you're providing entertainment for um i don't know when people are in a hotel traveling or on an airplane they want to flip it on and it's not going to offend anybody. One of the tactics they use with us is like, that takes something that girl next, that should actually have people going, this is awful, screw you, you know, that that that's the response when people hate it, they should be angry. Then they go, oh, it's kind of a meh. It didn't really, you know, there's nothing really going on. Okay, that's not the right answer. Okay, so when they do that, then I understand that person is one of the program, he's one of the, uh, the, the, the minders. Cause if, right. And they make it look like, they're not going to give you one star. They'll give you like two. And they say, Oh, I didn't really get, uh, you know, it's kind of boring. You know, that's what they used to do. The Zafri report. They would call it boring. Kind of boring. You know, not really, you know, I said, I've heard all this stuff before. It's like, Oh, really? Where? <laughs> And see what I mean, and so those are the kind of the minders. What they do, they just, it's kind of boring and didn't really get anywhere. You know, the writing was—it's a, a terrible script, terrible directing, and then one guy said terrible camera. Well, our cameraman won best cinematographer in Europe on Girl Next, and, and oh, the camera, and they throw it all into one. You know, and so you know they're not serious. But oh, there's a lot of guys, and so those of you who want to leave any kind of reviews or anything they could. Or want to see the movie? Check it out Amazon Prime, or any of those. Any I don't know where else it's going to be, but uh, you know, leave a, a, a review on IMDb. And if you're going to do that, then leave one also on Amazon. Preferably a good review to counter some of these jerks. So, yeah, but my philosophy is let them say. You know, let it all. You know, put it. It's in God's hands. You know, I can't worry about it. You know, it's like not gonna. It's not gonna deter me from doing what I'm doing uh you know cuz i cuz i know given time it will you know be discovered at some point but go ahead and check it out and uh just go on the ride that's that's my advice and then and then tell us how much you liked it and if you really hate it you know give give actual specific no one's done that very a couple of people tried like this one guy at Rue Morgue did this terrible review on on the movie and Larry was basically, you know, a non-director. And of course, the script is always awful. So we know that, right? And uh, yeah, and then he goes, then he starts talking about Kubrick, like how a lot of the film reminded him of Kubrick. He mentioned Kubrick twice. So I grabbed a blur, but I put it on the poster. And I'm like, Kubrick, you can't get a higher honor than that. But he's telling, I said, Larry, they're basically calling you Kubrick. You know, and uh, so, you know, if only you, and then they try to split you. Well, like, you know, Lacey, the actress, she would be great if she could only have a, a decent people to work with, you know. Or like, gosh, if Larry had a good script and it, he wasn't hampered by Zapp, who used to be Woody Keith, you know, try obviously tried to go for another cult hit, you know, or something like that. Well, this is no cult hit, let me tell you. You know, they go on and on and just, oh, my God and you know you know so they try to like isolate everyone away from each other you know divide anyway so this guy is going on and on about how it's awful and it looks low budget and no one no one ever said that it's not low budget and uh you know he's talking about Larry's directing technique you know what i mean and it's like Larry's directing technique i can vouch for it it's excellent it's, it's top top of the line and the camera work is top of the line, and you know, it's. And there's nothing I can say; it just is. But then he's going on and on about how he, oh, he's 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 over directing the actors, or he's under directing. He's, you know, he's, you know, and then he says Kubrick. It's clear that this guy wanted to do a hit piece on it, but he just couldn't. He just couldn't. And so, you know, it ends up talking about Kubrick. I'm like, y- you know, this is a mixed review at best. Like, it's, I call it a mixed review because he's. Kubrick on the one hand, and then, you know, don't, you know, don't watch it, Larry's lousy directing, and then, you know, obviously a lousy script by Zeph, and, and then, and then it's like, um, but then he's saying Kubrick, so, by the way, that happened on The Shining, I think Kubrick got like two stars, it, was, it was Siskel and Ebert slammed it as a piece of trash, not trash, but they had, you know, you, you know, obviously, you know, totally blasphemed Stephen King's amazing novel, you know, that was the word on the street, and then, you know the casting uh you know they didn't agree with uh casting the brilliant actress what's her name um you know you know what i mean uh wendy uh oh come on Trish, help me out mm-hmm. you know she lives in Houston Ooh. anyway and then then like that Kubrick did uh uh other movies you know and um you know he always got criticized and, and then later on the shining has become such a classic that they they did this sort of reboot of it with uh doctor sleep and i don't know how much money they spent on a ton of money on it trying to you know get uh everybody to you know to to uh uh uh, you know, to get back into shining mode, and then, and then Stephen King was so incensed by this whole thing that he did his own version of the Shining as a TV series, like a mini series. So he did a mini series on it using the actual hotel in Colorado. You know, not the hotel, and it was like because Stephen King hated everything that uh, Kubrick did and wanted revenge, and his movie basically sucks. Stephen King's it, I mean, it completely sucked. Like Kubrick, that I've, I've always had The Shining as my favorite movie. I mean, one of my favorites. It's always going to be a Kubrick. You know, Doctor Strangelove, that Barry Lyndon. Oh my God, Barry Lyndon. It was basically don't see this movie. It's the worst casting choice in cinema history. Ryan O'Neill, you know, as Barry Lyndon. It's horrible. You can't, you know what I mean? And it's like, it was a brilliant choice. See what I mean? But they wouldn't give him any slack because he kept doing stuff outside the box. He's living in England. He's, he's doing movies in England. He did his Vietnam movie, Full Metal Jacket, in England. He's not coming back to the United States because this is a land of mediocrity and they slam anybody that tries to be a Kubrick or tries to be a David Lynch or something like that. They just can't stand it. Well, how many David Lynches and Kubricks are there today? Uh, this young, budding uh, filmmaker uh, generation. Oh, not too many. Yeah, well, when you become Chinese, you don't invent anything. You just go along to get along. They have to rip everything of all the innovation off from us if they want an airplane or a, or a, a cinema or any of it. That's what happens when you hammer your people down. You're not allowed to really express yourself. Then you don't have any of these unique uh, voices. Okay? And that's what they and that's what they've done to America already. They've already hammered them down. I wouldn't expect anything out of America. I'd be looking elsewhere. Maybe somewhere like Hungary is gonna have the next batch of filmmakers or Serbia, where we filmed uh, you know, Quantum Devil in Serbia. They were all super into it. I mean, they're really into nostalgia and had a great producing partner over there. Wonderful producer named Milan. You know, every, every other guy's named Milan. I love that. Milan. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about, um, you know, the movie process here and, and just going to jumble it up. You know, I don't know, you know, I mean, they could, they could, you know, I don't know what's going to happen because I've given it to God. I, I have no idea. I know that when we we're in a hurricane and, and, uh, in Navasota, Texas, where our house was for Girl Dax, which you got to check it out just for the house, what a weird situation that was out there! And it was raining. We had a, we were in a, kind of a hurricane, tropical depression named Imelda, I remember. And then you know it was like it was raining. we were getting rained out, and that would have ruined the budget and everything else. Would have ruined everything. So we went outside and prayed. You know, we we, we held hands, me, Trish, and Larry and prayed in front of the crew. They they weren't, they weren't liking that, I don't think. And Because here's what happened. The rain stopped and the sky parted right when we got done with the prayer. And Larry was able to tell them, to keep the camera right there. Don't move the camera inside. We're going to finish out here. And uh, we did. And then it was on Larry to make the call. We're going to shut down the company or we're going to keep going and prayed about it. He says, the Lord says to keep going, right? I knew he got a word from the Lord. He says, you know, charge, right? It's like being in a little army or something. You know, charge. We're going to do it. And uh, we went right through all the way to the end and we, we had, you know, we ended up cutting a lot and we had more stuff than we needed for the movie, actually. I didn't realize the script was so dense because it read real fast when we read it. It was only like four or five characters, you know, so... I don't, I, you know, I don't know why there's so many things. I think it was just so difficult because I know the crew did not understand it as we we're making it. And so they, they were, they were just taking issue with the human trafficking and torturing of a woman. And they were, you know, they were bristling a bit because they didn't really understand what we're trying to say. We're talking about programming. And of course, we're also talking about, you know, woke versus a Christian, a white Christian male in our director versus woke. Right? No, seriously, the the lines were drawn. Battle lines were drawn. The spiritual warfare went on like crazy. I mean, it was on. Uh, Quantum Devil, no, it was a lovely thing. Everybody in Serbia knows God exists, you know what I mean? So it's like a whole different thing. The crew was, you know, it was hard, so hard. It was very hard on Larry. Not hard on me. I stayed here. I, I basically produced, it was my idea, and I, I sort of quarterbacked it from here. But, I mean, he had to get out there to actually... Do the day-to-day directing of 24 days, long, you know, 12-hour days, you know, every day, six days a week of that, you know, one day off, and uh, yeah, you know. But now we're dealing with uh, visual effects uh, crew, and uh, we didn't know to use them because we used some in Greece for Girl Max, we used some in uh, Spain, and now we have the Serbians, and they're doing a fantastic job, from what I understand. Just a great. Show. They were they, the crew, and especially my co-producer guy, that was uh, you know quarterbacking you know the liaison between the you know us and the Serbian crew. That guy in Milan, he was a uh, easiest guy I've ever had to work with. Yeah, I mean he was just organized, and 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 uh, you'll see him on the credits of this as Talking Wolf Productions, that we made in association with Crazed House. He made that thing happen, you know, and uh, hopefully when there's, there's a film festival back there, I don't know if I could get to it. Girl Next has been invited to be in it, you know, because they've all seen it back there to find out who Larry was. And then um, we're going to be in Spain. So it seems like, you know, here we go again, like society, it's the same thing. Europe is open to us, they, you know, right? And uh, America, maybe, you know... <laughs> I don't know, but you know, one thing I have news for the Americans that people try to stalk us and stuff like that. I'm not even doing this on my own. It's it's like a God thing. So if you get in the way you're gonna be crushed like a bug on a windshield. My advice to you would be repent. Except Jesus is your Lord and Savior if you can, if God shows. Well, no, you can't just repent to Jesus and expect to be following Jesus. I mean Jesus chooses us, we don't choose him. Or I would say, Lord, why didn't you choose me a long time before? Because you weren't ready. Because you were fighting on your own. Jesus is the universal axis. You don't even get that? Jesus is physics. 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 You want me to keep repeating that? It's physics. Any kind of physics you like? Astrophysics. Quantum Physics. Yeah, the first and the last means, okay. When you say you're the first and the last, what you really mean is there is no end and there is no beginning. But people don't, see, that's like a literary kind of thing, okay. But people go, no, it means there's a fixed beginning and a fixed end. No, there is not. We do that as humans so we can make sense of time and space. And and the and the and the congealing of opposites. Right? Male, female, up and down, plus, minus, blah, 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 blah light, dark. You know, to, to make sense of this. Time, space, light, dark, you know, beginning, middle, and then entropy, all those things. We do that. And then what drives us completely mad is that there's some kind of portal to where there is no beginning and no end. It's a, But it's not here. We're contained in a kind of a tank. And in this tank, we have time and space, right? So we have a beginning, a middle, and an end. We tell stories. We have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But we know there was a story be- before that story happened. And we know there's a story after that happened. Our beginning, our middle, and end is all arbitrary. Well, the Earth is only so big, so there had to be a beginning. Yeah, there are... Of course, and and the universe is no different than us. I mean, planets and sky and all that is just part of the containment. It's all same dimension. When you say there's no beginning and no end, what do you mean? You know, and and they say, well, then we are the creator. Well, in a sense, you're right. But if you want to please God, you're going to have to do the hard work you see, when they persecute you, they persecute you without a cause. Do you understand that? They don't have a reason. When they throw these people in jail on the insurrection, they know a lot of those people are Christians, okay. So their persecution is they're going to throw them in jail and make sure they never get a trial and they rot there forever and, uh, and, and, and no one's going to come rescue them because they're trying to break them. They're trying to get those people to renounce Jesus. That's why they're in jail. They're not in jail for being at the Capitol. What the hell are you talking about, buddy? Hey, wake up! It's not about the capital. It's not about uh, politicians. It's not about any of that. The capital thing and the and the thing going on in the world today has to do with God. That's all it is. And anyone that says there's more than that going on is out of their fucking mind. Don't, let's turn away from them. Get away from that guy. There is no God. Thank you for proving God. What do you mean? You said there is no God. So your, your negation is the assertion. Oh, 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 oh. You know what I mean? It, you, oh, oh, melt down now, snowflake. Now, I know the IQ of those kind of people. Our professors have the lowest IQ of all why because they drank the low iq kool-aid they didn't start out that way but the more they teach the more they get themselves they 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 teach in an echo chamber and they eventually get to the point where they believe their own shit they drink their own kool-aid and their iq gets down around 90 95 100 at best if you are going to be taught by somebody he better be brilliant or why would you even listen Right? You're not going to listen to yourself. You need someone that's going to pull you up. It's going to up your game. Improve your thinking. Improve your knowledge. Improve your wisdom. Or why do it? I, a lot of people, I think, listen to talk radio and podcasts now because they just want to be scared all day long. Hey, being scared will make you a, you know, a fruitcake. You can't just be scared all day long. I've done that. I've been there. And it led to nothing but pain and suffering, and you know just uh, broken relationships and a broken life. It's no good. You know, I'm not going to admit. Like, look, as soon as these people admit their victims, the you know the uh, X Y Z generation, they admit their victims. They got them in the palm of their hand. They it's game over. They got it. And they want to say that I'm conservative. I'm not conservative. You know, all the ideas I'm speaking here today are liberal, classic liberal, classic liberal, classic liberal, classic liberal, classic liberal, classic liberal. Classic liberal, classic liberal. You know, I am nothing. I, I am not a war hawk. I'm not into uh, you know uh, you know class. Warfare, class, uh, discrimination, like the others, like the others are. They, they I actually heard uh, racist uh, Joe, uh, disgusting embarrassment for any country, for any world, any world actually. You know he's so he's so dumb, say something like he's going to open up uh, credit for everyone but white people, to what make up for his racism. So now he's going to do this sort of reverse racism. You know, when you say something like that, you are showing that you are inclined to be a racist, to choose winners and losers based on skin color. That makes him a moron. Get away. Don't let him be president of your country or anything. Forget it. He he went down the tubes. He shot because of the fact that he compromised at an early age. To Satanism, that's his thing. And like all good, you know, I mean, he got influenced by the whole Southern Democrat racist thing and Planned Parenthood racist, I uh, get rid of black people. We need black people. We want black. We love black people. What the hell's wrong with me? What What the hell is wrong with everyone? Then if you talk like this, they say, oh, you're a white supremacist. No, I'm not a white supremacist. I've been through shit that, that, that a lot of people haven't been through. Black, white, you name it. But I'm not going to blame somebody else. Oh, because they're no, no. I mean, I'm talking about where I've had. Listen, I've had black guys laughing at me because I'm so pathetic. What's that? It's just I'm just remembering an in, one incident, and you know, it's it's because of the fact that I'm stupid, obviously, because of the fact that I'm. Uh, you know, you know, uh, choosing a path that leads to success, and that they laugh because with all the, the the bad things that have happened, you know that you go into denial on, or you just kind of ignore them and keep trying to push ahead. All the bad things have happened where you should be embarrassed. They feel the embarrassment. They wouldn't want to be you because they don't want to be embarrassed like you should be. But then when they see you're not embarrassed, then they get infuriated. Right? It doesn't really matter we black or white in that situation. That's just like all humans. I've I've experienced that kind of stuff from all humans, that kind of discrimination. And it is discrimination. The only reason they don't want to be seen with you is because they don't want to be attacked. Who would attack them? Any good Satan-fearing person would attack them for not staying loyal to to the cause, which is to destroy everything but make it a world for Satan, a utopia. Let me tell you something, folks. It will never be a utopia. You know, Satan's in charge, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, 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 ever. There will be no new world order. There will only be chaos. Okay. And if you like what you're seeing now, that these people are doing, I mean, I, I every you know, person that identifies as a Republican or a Democrat or a voter or somebody that's a citizen here should be outraged and and and, and you know, burning down the place especially the schools, I mean, you know, having children indoctrinated into, uh, you know, being basically sexualized pedophilia agreement, I guess, when you're, you know, three, four, five years old, and uh, then that, that being programmed, you know, uh, anti heteronorm. so remember when I told you guys that there'd be no heterosexuality allowed? We're here. We're here. We knew the UN wanted to force to lower population. Wanted to force uh, the um, you know the the gay thing because mainly that ends the children children problem. See, that gets the birth rates low, and that was the aim. That was the whole point of it. That was the whole point of LGBTQ and all that. The whole point of all of it as a political movement ha- goes back to the UN, and that goes back to like Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, those guys. They're the quarterbacks. They're the ones who want no population growth. No, they don't want families because families produce children. They don't want black people having children especially because they're black and they're racist. Okay? And they go back to like the Adolf Hitler. That's, the, uh, that's where Klaus and Bill and the rest of the Germans um, all go back to that. If you look at the history of it, it's very clear. But uh, you know, use it, whatever. I am not even. You know, the only reason I can even talk like this is because I am not really here. I've so divorced myself in this situation. I, I still. It's just a really sad watching the United States go. Sad. It's really sad. It's really sad. It, the younger generation. It's it's so sad that they're so fucking stupid. That that it's. It, we were never. I mean, we weren't that smart. I'd say as a as a as a generation. But not that stupid to fall for that. I mean, that's really, yeah. You yeah, know, well, blame the fluoride, blame bl- blame the education, blame the teachers. If they could dumb you down to the point where you'd accept it, then that's what they've. That's you know, they've scientifically done it. You know, it's sad to watch, but I mean, it's they're not they weren't born stupid. I can tell you that. Maybe they had stupid parents, you know, who told their kids to go along to get along. No matter, you know, meet the new boss, Marx, same as the old boss. The new boss, Marx, and, you know, you you basically, you know, if you like Venezuela and Cuba, you like political prisoners, you like nobody having a say in anything, you like the rich running everything, having their sequestered lives while you people suffer and can't get uh, medical attention and can't. Uh, get the proper food to eat while they live it up and have their tennis tournaments and their country clubs and their, uh, you know, their backgammon tournaments and their uh, soirees. If you don't like that sort of thing, then you should have stopped it because that's what you're going to get, extremely rich and extremely poor. Go look at the movie, um, not Oblivion. I love that movie, Oblivion. Uh, Elysium with... uh, a uh, guy that that loved Obama uh, that hates you know the, the, another Trump hater. Shoot, sure, I don't hate Trump, but I, I'm not with him because of the vaccine. I don't I don't hate the guy though. You know he, you know his ideas about um, trade and and business were brilliant, and human trafficking. But then again, on the vaccine front, that's unacceptable because so many people are gonna die, I just hate to see that. It's a eugenics program, you know, that he's backing, it's a Nazi thing, so you can't, you know, you, you can't give praise, and you can't, you know, you're stuck, and then, you know, the, there are actually people I know actually giving uh, Colonel Joe, whatever his name, they're actually giving this retard praise, and I, it, it is the hardest thing to watch, uh, to watch people with a straight face, Talk about how great uh, things are now. It is. It is. It is. It is probably the most painful thing that would happen to me in a day, is hearing the the propaganda you know media be talking about how great things are and how wonderful the new president is and what a wonderful victory that is. As far as Keith Olbermann and his yelling at, uh, you know, calling the uh, niece Bin Laden a pile of shit which I wanted, I I definitely want to punch him out on that one. But anyway, you know, he could probably beat me up, though. He's a lot younger. But, I mean, it's not going to happen. We're not violent. Just kidding, minders. Just kidding. We don't do anything. We just sit here. Uh, he. There's a picture of him wrapped in the flag and sitting on the ground, wrapped in the flag. Someone needs to tell him that he's a fucking moron for sitting on the ground with a flag hitting the ground. The tradition is, real respect is, you don't let the flag touch the ground, dumb, whatever. I'm not going to start calling him names, but I mean, he's real dumb F, you know what I mean? He's a real dumb guy. And he's sitting there on the ground thinking he's so proudly being an American with that flag, half of it on the ground around him, like, like a little bit of a, like he's a human tent or something. I, you know, where do these people go to school? Do they ever did they learn anything about anything? Have they ever have has that guy ever served in the military? Has has any of the, anybody is there? There has to be a return of some kind of common sense. I mean, you don't sit on the ground if you want to have the flag draped around you. You make sure it's up off the ground. Any you know any little guy in the you know a private first class would tell you that any, you know, kid, you know, child would t- could tell you that. You know, who are these people? You know, where, d- where did he, did he go to school or did he just pop on the scene as a sports announcer? Or is it fun to just by yelling at Trump, he was getting famous that way, I guess. Trump was a big target because he's a capitalist. He's an unabashed, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, unapologetic uh, capitalist who wanted to put the American economy first. And uh, people keep saying he, he was saying there are nice people on both sides. That you know, one side that this racist, he was complimenting. He didn't do that. He was talking about the statue, pulling it down or keeping it up. But I, I mean, I heard. I mean, I, I was. I'm shocked and horrified that people fall for this stuff. I, I don't understand. You know, I renounced Trump when I had to, and he fucked up the country when he when he put Fauci and Burks in charge, and that was terrible. And then all he put all the governors in charge. There was no leadership at all. That you know, half the the states that had been helped had got new factories. They the, the governors sent those factories back to Mexico and other places because they 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 hate the United States. And um, yeah, he, he, here would be my way of running this country. If they hate the United States, they're not really qualified to be a governor of anything. They don't want to um, reform any United States. They want to overthrow. if you want to overthrow, that means you're a revolutionary and a terrorist, then you don't run for office. It, you know, it's really simple. I, you know, you're going to have a fair election. You don't let someone that wants to overthrow your country run in the election. Their hatred of country would be a disqualifier, right? Is that right? You don't let them run if 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 they're going to encourage terrorists to start killing people, would you? you yeah, you, you would pass a law that would say, hey, unless you were someone you know if they wanted to teach Marxism in the classroom and start teaching children at five years old how to masturbate, meaning getting their own paws down the pants of those kids. You know that's, that's what's happening. When I was in first grade, I remember having an incident, guy in a car, and I remember the, the uh, teachers that were getting us to go swim nude in the pool. You don't need trunks. Next thing you know, a guy pulls up, he's going to give me a ride home. And he's got his hands all over my stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, literally, I'm in first grade. And the teachers were trying to get us to go to, to let the guy do whatever he wanted. Apparently, he, he would go, he I wasn't the only one. He'd stop by there every day and teachers would keep encouraging. What is this with pervert teachers? Wanting to sexualize kids and getting away with it. But when I was a kid, they were doing it. These are the first grade teachers. They're all women. And they are telling the kids to go ahead and get a ride home with that guy. They're all in cahoots. And now they are today. And they're doing the same thing, only they're, they're, they're doing touchy-feely in the in the classroom. Classroom, listen, unless I have to straighten people out, sex is a very sacred thing. It's not to be just loosely, uh, you know, I mean, you could go ahead and be like that. You say, well, I'm a sinner. No, you're not really a sinner, you're gonna walk around with your dick out, that's fine, that's your problem. That, you know, that doesn't really make you a big sinner. That makes you a go along to get along guy. Because that's what everyone's gonna hey, look at how bold I am. And then, yeah, well, let's try some gay sex. Hey, look how bold I am. Let's do this BSDM thing. Oh, look how bold I am. none of that's working. Let's go watch a murder. Oh, it happens. Murder. Let's go uh, take an innocent guy and you know make him an accomplice in a, a big case and then ruin his life and then fuck his wife, huh? Put it on video and send it to him in prison and let's have her begging for it. Oh, let's see what else. What other evil thing can I come up with today? Right? And why would they do things like that? Because. <laughs> Gotta feed. Gotta feed. I can't feed unless there's pain. Why is that? Because there's something in me that's making me do it. Wouldn't you like to have that thing cast out? Wouldn't you like to be, see what it's like, to be free? Hey listen, these kind of sins, these kind of proclivities and jealousies and this and that, they pull at all of us, and you know, sometimes we lose. You know, with me, it kind of it's anger, right? I get angry, angry. And then I gotta back it down. You know, I can't just start yelling at people I'm working with or people I love. You know what I mean? You know, gotta gotta, gotta roll that crap down. You know, think a little bit. Hold that tongue. Tongue is wicked. The Bible's very clear in the book of in Psalms and in Proverbs about a w look up a wicked tongue in your uh, in your uh, in your bibles. And uh yeah there's a lot that comes up a lot. Yeah, when they're gossiping behind your back. Well I know all about that. And they're gossiping behind your back. They write bad stuff about you like, you know uh, some of these witches were writing about us. You know trying to shame us for having done a film with, you know, the, the, there was sex in it. You don't say. Well, you know, it's poor man's horror. If you, don't, if you don't have all kinds of creatures and money for all that stuff, just have sex. People are still hung, as hung up about sex as they ever were. You think it's libertine here? It is not. Sex has this a religious meaning. <gasps> oh, oh, yes. You know, it's got this, like, little power to it that's very demonic. Do I think I have no thought about sex? I mean, they say, say sex will, you know, whatever Jesus said. I, I kind of go along with that. Whatever, what Jesus said about sex, I go along with that. Adultery is certainly not, you know, the way to go. I don't think, and um, you know, uh, things like that. But what whatever people are doing, of course, they will find all kinds of ways. But please don't glorify it by saying it takes courage to do any of these things. Please don't. Please don't make that like like a merit. To, uh, you know, like I was able to. I didn't only get second base. I was able to, you know, really, you know, drill it. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh well, you're a really big man now. You know, this is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it's sort of like. Um, I can understand young people with lots of sexual energy. I can understand why there's all kinds of fucking going on at that young age and and all kinds of derivations and, you know, things. But as people get older, I think you realize that that whole function can be used by God. It can be used in other things and creative things and whatever. It can be channeled. That is an energy source. But, I mean, the main thing is that I think everyone realizes that as they get a little older that just having all these indiscriminate relationships actually ends up depleting your personality of you know, fragmenting you as a person. Uh, all of these uh, dalliances are, end up being uh, you know, soul ties, right? And so eventually they all start having this push and pull on you to where you don't feel free anymore. You feel like you're being you know, an amalgam of many people. And you know that's a, that's you know you know that's actually a form of mental illness. And to get out of that, you need you know to be delivered out of that state. But I mean, yeah, um, you know, and I understand the desire for sex is so strong that you're going to want to have those dalliances, especially when you're young. I really wanted to have as many as I could, but I didn't get very many. <laughs> but you know that that desire was always there. It almost seemed like at some age or another that was always kind of there until I was traumatized by you know the opposition and then of course that you know i didn't have time for that other thing but i mean that seemed like everybody i knew that's all they wanted they they just wanted that girl they wanted that guy they wanted to do it they wanted to uh be popular they wanted to win instagram and they wanted to uh basically uh you know parlay their uh specialness into some kind of uh, you know they wanted to be stars they wanted to be rock stars and actors and, you know, somebody to be celebrated in society uh, to make mom proud and all that. And that's, that's dr- dr- driven generations, including this one, this new one, one of young'uns, driven by the same thing. And all of these pursuits are, you know, obviously fruitless in the end. They're, they're All is vanity, you know. It's all vanity. So my advice, if you feel bad, if you've had the luxury of feeling bad if you've had the benefit of feeling bad if you've had the gift of feeling bad to turn get close to the lord and scripture and prayer quietude fasting praying all those things anything to get you from the world and into just that focus and earnestly ask please help me lord please please guide my steps i don't know what to do i don't know how to get out of this mess i'm in i don't know how to to be happy i'd Seems like depression and worry are pulling me down into the grave. Please help me, Lord. You know, that—that that is what works. Because, see, you have that right to do that, and that's what's in you. You know, that's in you. That spark, that flash, that light is in you. And the world doesn't know it because they don't have that in them. You know, you might have noticed that Sometimes you're around people, they just seem dull in a way, just kind of dull as you get older. They get duller, they get duller, and they get duller. Shake your head, feel sorry, that's just, you know, but we are all responsible for our own free will and what we serve, and if you serve the world, you will get dull eventually, and you will be pushed aside. Mean place, it's a mean, mean place. And for those who feel like they're winning, you look at people that seem to have charmed lives, and you want that, but you just don't be able—you're just not able to achieve it. Um, stop comparing yourself to other people, first of all. Very narcissistic. All right. Well, let's get on with it, shall we? good talking to you today uh the link is com forward slash show forward slash zeff report one word i believe that's it com forward slash show forward slash zeff report and i believe that's going to take you to um that's kind of a fun talk today it's kind of a you know It's a, uh, well, I guess it's a time of, you know, some kind of uh, healing. You know, I know the world has a problem with um, reality. And there's nothing I can do about it. You know, they, they never have time for logic or for any kind of discussion about because they all have been told what it, what it can be and what it can't be. They know that if they agree with something that's not on the program, they could get docked for it, right? And now you got the chai telling you how to think. How do you like that? You complain about the movies coming out. None of them really feed you like they used to. Well, let me you know, mention a few classics. Well, like the Cooper. How about Clockwork Orange? Uh, that got an X rating because it was just too much. <laughs> you know, how about... Uh, God, I didn't think of a number of them. How about The Fight Club? A truly great movie. I actually enjoyed, you know, the I, I didn't enjoy it at first, now I kind of I saw more of it again. I kind of liked, in a weird way, the Tarantino film, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just mainly... Because he captured it exactly what it was like back then. I don't know how he did it, but he he looked exactly like it was when I was a kid, when I was there. You know, I like uh, good things. And and I, you know, so when we come to cinema, we got to put down all our differences. Racism. I hate people that are racist. Ew, God. So many racists today. Whether it's against white or black, it doesn't really matter. Racism is racism, you know, right? It's just like, it's ugly when you see it. It's ugly. It's disgusting. It should be adjudicated. <laughs> I don't know. Clown World, how it got to be like this, who knows? Um, but we'll see you next time. And uh, so this is Jeff Daniel signing off. And I will interview, you know, talk to people here trish i will will, you know get people to talk on this i was gonna try to have like a crazed house podcast versus that i just don't think it's i'm so busy i I think what i want to do is just kind of consolidate everything and make it really more powerful so you're gonna see music on this thread when i produce it i'm producing oh i'm producing a track right now uh with uh co-producer in the uk and singer in the uk and, um, I'm also buying a track for myself that I can use at some future time. And that's going to be on a, uh, that's going to be, maybe it be the next film. I, I don't, I don't think I want to put it on this one. I think, uh, I, I don't think that's the the plan, but I'm going to have it in the arsenal. So it's two from i think i'm going to master it as well so i'm going to master both of them but the one is i laid down the track the uh, music and then uh you know our friend a musical genius he came in and he kind of cleaned up the track and got the track really sounding great not that it wasn't it had good bones you know i mean we got it and now we're going to have our singer come in who have already we've already worked with her and uh in a, a different capacity so that's gonna i think that's gonna go in the repertoire here you know, that's going to be in, that's going to be available, I think, to, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do it. It's, it's, uh, you know, cause we're going to want to publish the track and we're going to make a, uh, you know, soundtrack CD obviously it has to be, you know, CD, uh, you know, whatever you call it today, you know, vinyl CD, um, just a, you know, a list of tracks on Amazon, but the soundtracks have to be produced. That means those tracks have to go into being published and that means, when they're played, they have to. You can't just play them. You know what I mean? They're not a free play. I can say that on the Zephyr Report. I have permission, but you don't have permission because they. If you put it on a commercial thing like a radio show, what would happen is uh, BMI or somebody like like Lee from Tennessee would come after you. <laughs> so Lee, we have to publish these these two, and we have to publish both records. Uh, both soundtracks to "Girl Next" and, and "The Quantum Devil," and um, you know we have to because we want to do a thing where we kind of share in the publishing uh, royalties with our UK, uh, uh, you know, co-producers, and so I've hopefully uh, we can get that all figured out with uh, without having a million people involved. I mean, that's the, the main thing is just takes time to to work it out so that you know we have it. Uh, the best way is just have it packaged so we have the the cds from both right, from both and then i'll put something special on uh each one for uh you know like on, on girl next i'll have like a there'll be the soundtrack and there's a couple of tunes that uh, i sing on there's one that kelly sings on and then there's uh uh one we licensed and i have to make sure that we license it not just for the movie but we can put it on the soundtrack and that might be Oh, well, we don't have to. I mean, we could go without it. But, I mean, i like to have it be authentic. And then we'll just see where we're at now. So, anyway, that's coming. And I'm going to put something special on there, like some kind of new tune or something extra. Do you know what I mean? Something extra that would be kind of delightful. Or something funny. Make some dialogue. I'd love to have some dialogue on there. You know, some, some snippets of funny dialogue, you know, would be, would be cool. Or just have some background music with some dialogue going, just kind of like a uh, little teaser of the film type of thing, you know, just to give you an experience when you listen to the actual album, as opposed to just buying a single track from it. That it it gives you kind of an experience. So that's the way we want to produce the uh, the record. But we just none of us have had any, you know. It's not like we have a big company here with hey, you know, down the hall, give that to Joe. You know, not Joe. I mean, I mean, Sue. Yeah. See you next time. God bless you all.